This is Idiot Me Podcast number five. To be alive. That's tonight's episode. Welcome to the hive. Orleans hit 20,000 cases of COVID today. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Or no, Louisiana. I'm sorry. That was like New Orleans No, I know. <laughs> no, Houston's actually about to pass Chicago. 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 Yeah, but they're like now. I, every time I go, I, there, every time I go, I, every, school, every. I mean, I go there monthly, and someone on every trip is like, it's like it's some kind of swinging dick contest. It's a contest. Oh, it truly is. I feel the exact same way about it. Anytime anyone's like Chicago. Uh, or Houston's not that big of a city. I, I get like pissed. And, and I mean, like, look at the numbers. Houston's a big Houston's city. A big Houston's city. A big There's like three or four skylines. It's a- yeah, yeah. Well, well, people are like, "Oh, you're just from Texas." I'm like, "No, no, no. <laughs> look, look at where I grew up. Look at the numbers." Houston's like poor. a giant concrete swamp. It's just like I mm-hmm. love. I love Houston. Every time I go there. I'm, I mean, when I first moved to Texas and before I lived in Texas, anytime I'd go through on tour and play in Houston, I hated it. So when I first moved to Texas, I just had that taste in my mouth about Houston. I was like, fuck Houston. Like, that place sucks. But I've yeah. made a lot of friends there, and I've had a lot of good times there. And now I, when I go there, I'm, like, familiar enough with, like, parts of Houston that I know where to go eat. I know, like, what bar. If someone's like, let's go to this bar, it's like, no, I'm not going there. Um, so now yeah. I love Houston. I think it's awesome. I like it kind of better than Austin, but I don't want to live there. I just want to hang out there every once in a while. I feel the same way, um, but you're, you're, you're probably more um, more well acquainted with Houston now than I am, and I've, I've, I hated Houston for 17 years, so more than half of my life, uh, I've, I've hated Houston, and, and then like about 10, 10 more years, I was indifferent. Um, but now, yeah, like the past like five, six, seven years, like I, I'm starting to be like, oh, wait a minute. Houston might be pretty great because rent's probably reasonable. It's probably but, just what it's been for however long. I don't know. The, the- it's, yeah, it's, it's more or less exactly the same, except for now I can see all the ways that I could appreciate it. And well, I see, I, was- I see people and hear people talking about how shit's changed as far as like, gentrification and like neighborhoods like like Edo and like that side of downtown where it's like that's like all the fucking cool hip kids now and we're like used to like the outer loop was like like the cool like we're families and like now that's kind of run down and shitty so like it's kind of reversed as far as like gentrification and I don't know I'm, I'm not one to like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Edo was like Edo was new to me when I first heard about that and long since had left um but that neighborhood, yeah, I kind of, I kind of get the area that that is supposed to encapsulate. Well, that's where Francisco's is, and that's where when I go there and play music, we practice at Francisco's. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm that's always, what, I'm always like, cool. What, this is like a cool part of town. And everyone's like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, it's like okay. Austin over here. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Francisco's is where I used to practice and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I always practice there. Or, or Marky's brother has a spot over at the docks. You know about the, the do- do- you don't know about the docks? No, the docks are fucking it. rad, dude. They're like right under the freeway, close to downtown, and it's just like literally like a giant loading dock, and then all these like art music spaces inside. Twenty four hours. It's kind of like the practice space over on the east side here that we used to jam in, but it's like yeah, yeah. it's at an actual like room inside. It's not just like a storage space. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, but- yeah. The neighborhood I grew up in there is still about the same. Like it, it. it really has not changed one single bit. Every time I go back home, I like I drive around the neighborhood and there's still like the 
weird. Because like, I grew up right off uh, 45. Um, Is it the neighborhood your mom still lives in? Yeah, but she, she moved. So my mom moved like a half mile away from the the house we grew up in um, into like a townhome. You know, it's funny as Mark's family still lives over in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Mark knows exactly. Mark and I know that area, but I think Mark's mom and dad still have the same house from when he grew up pretty much. Well, my mom moved out of the house we, uh, we grew up in and, um, but that area is still, that area is still pretty much the same. Like they keep throwing that, like they put a home Depot in like, 10 or 15 years ago. I wouldn't call and, that gentrification. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they put a Home Depot and an HEB. And, and, Sounds and, like Manor. <laughs> yeah, they kind of, they, they, they did kind of what, yeah, there you go. Um, they, yeah, they kind of did what, uh, what, what was that, what, where they put the HEB um, over by your old house? Uh, you mean the house I'm at now, the Mueller? Yeah, Mueller. The one we went to when you were here when I was insanely hungover and just having anxiety. Like, I have to get out of here. I guess. No, 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 no. Is that the same neighborhood as, like, the, the, when they, remember when they opened the big HEB and they had, like, sushi and everything that, like that? Yeah, that's Mueller, yeah. That's the one yeah. The one by my current house. So I feel like they tried to do that in, in the neighborhood that my mom lives in, but it just didn't really set. Um, and so it was like, all of a sudden, just like, yeah, okay, well, you, you're not going to move the fucking Home Depot out of there, and you're not going to move the HEB out of there, but all the other stores, like, kind of just, now it's just like, it's about as run down as it was back when it was Gulfgate Mall, which is, like, when I was, like, five years old, or when I was born, there was, like, an old mall right there called Gulfgate Mall, and... And we used to only go there to go to the, uh, I forget what it was called now. Last time I was there, uh, not last time, the time before I was there, uh, we were working at the Carbock Brewery doing a show. It was Ace Freely, uh, Power Trip, High on Fire, like all these bands, like Carbock Brewery does, like uh, they got bought out by Budweiser, so they have all this money now. But they put, yeah. they pull in a big stage and do a production like fucking cheap trick played there on Fourth of July. We did that show. Um, but during this that trip there for the Ace Freely Power Trip shit, which is a weird bill if you ask me. Yeah. Um. But the Power Trip dudes and I met the dude from High on Fire. What's his fucking name? Um. He's in that band Sleep that everyone in Texas loves, like the Stoner Doom shit. I, I like I like sleep. Well, no, okay. yeah, but that dude was like I was just in my like passenger runner van mm-hmm. in front of the brewery, just not doing anything because I'm a hard worker. Um, no, there wasn't anything to do. But um, that dude just walked up, and was like, "Hey, can't you in your van?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, dude, sure, I'm going to Valero." <laughs> so we cruised to Valero, and I didn't know who the oh his name is Matt Pike. I didn't know who he was. And then he started talking, and he was making fun of Ace Freely's bass player, who also was playing bass in, like, two other bands. He's like, man, this motherfucker's, like, up in the green room, like, bragging about double duty and how much he's getting paid and shit. Who does that? And I was like, yeah, that's that's kind of weird that anyone would be just running around doing that. If I was Ace Freely, I'd be like, you're fired! <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> be a professional! Uh, but Matt Pike was like, man, I don't run around talking about when I go to Europe and I take sleep and high on fire on the same runs and I come home with like X amount of dollars and don't work for six months and just smoke weed at my house. And I was like, oh, that's who you are. <laughs> You're tied. <laughs> and then we just fucking kicked it. Uh, and then I gave him a ride home. And then the dude we were making fun of, cause we drove to a Valero right down the street from Carbach. Went back, and then we're just chilling in the van with the AC blasting, just chilling. And I had to give a band from the front of the venue where the green room is a ride around backstage so they could all go on stage and blah, blah. But mm-hmm. Matt just stayed in the van with me because he didn't give a fuck, dude. He's awesome. And uh, he's like, I'm going to ride, too. I was like, cool. And he, I mean, he ended up getting out backstage. But uh, the dude of course he did. <laughs> the dude we were fucking making fun of, or he was making fun of, and I was just cracking the fuck up, got in the van. 
to go around back to play. And I was like, ooh. (laughs) 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 This is awkward. But like he just, and the dude literally got in the van and was talking exactly about what Matt Pike said he was talking about. Just like, yeah, you know, gotta go play for Ace now. And, And like, and that dude was like cordial and polite. Like, yeah, man, cool. But you could just tell he was like, fuck you, shut up. <laughs> I love it. I wonder if we could get Ace Freely on this. Absolutely not. So Foster had to pick Ace Freely up from the airport. And it was like kind of a tight run of show. Like the schedule was like stacked. And this is like, you know, this is your fucking time to load in. This is your time to be on stage. This is your time you're off stage. And Ace Freely, of course, is a headliner. He was in Kiss. Yeah. But uh, he sucked. He sucked bad. I don't give a fuck if by some goddamn shooting care. star I, across the universe, Ace Freely somehow stumbled upon this and heard it, but you fucking suck. <laughs> like, not as a person, but just as, like, a musician. Right, gonna, okay, hold on. Um, I'm going to put my two cents in. Um, I, I would love, absolutely love, for Ace Freely to come on this podcast and hang out. Let's make it an open invite. Ace really has an open invite into my life. I I guarantee you there's not a second of the day that goes by that Ace Freely is not allowed to wake me up, make me do whatever (laughs) the fuck he wants to do. I am all in on Ace Freely being uh, 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 the centerpiece of uh, of my life. Yeah, I, I will leave. Well, job. let me go I, ahead and let me go ahead and crush that for you because I was there at. Uh, well, hey, like I said, Foster picked him up from the airport. It was a tight schedule. Uh-huh. And it was supposed to be like run from the airport to the hotel, check in, drop your bags, get ready, straight to the venue. Okay. On the way from the airport, Foster's texting me the whole time because I had the easy runs and I was just kind of chilling. Um. And I'm texting Foster, like, I was at the hotel at one point, just, like, laying there with nothing to do. Like, what are you doing? He was like, I'm with fucking Ace Freely. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's that like? He was like, well, we were supposed to pick up at the airport, go straight to the fucking hotel, let them get all checked in and shit. But Ace Freely decided we're stopping at an Apple store unannounced, and he doesn't have an appointment. (laughs) And (laughs) so Foster said he mentions to Ace Freely on the way to this Apple store between the airport. It was a George Bush airport, and then the hotel's, like, off of over where you hit 290, leaving Houston. Um, So that's kind of like – it's like a 20-minute drive or something, 25-minute drive. So between that stop, Ace Freely decided he needed to go to an Apple store. My first question was, like, what for? (laughs) And Foster's like, I don't know. I didn't fucking ask him. The only thing I asked him was like, do you have an appointment? And he was like, no, I'm Ace Freely. <laughs> I love that he asked him if he had an appointment. Well, he was like, you know, like we're on a tight schedule. So like, you know, I need to get you to the hotel. And, and he was like, I'm Ace Freely. I don't need an appointment. I also, when you said Apple store, I was like, why is this guy looking for a specific place to buy an Apple? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, uh, okay. But, uh, finish this. And then we got to, we got to add my buddy. He just texted me. Why? Is he going to sleep or something? Did he get too high? Uh, no, he, he, he's totally fine with, uh, whenever, but he's. Well, um, everyone itches for the spotlight, but Hey, you know, you got to tell him to fucking sit his ass down. Oh, I'm just joking. Um, well, yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you wanted to do a little plug from our sponsor for the evening, you know, because you got to keep the lights on. So uh, I, I don't know if you still wanted to do that, if that was still a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, you know, maybe go ahead and throw that plug in real quick and then we'll get, what's his name, Charlie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie. We'll, we'll get Charlie on the horn and we'll get on with the show. And then I've got a couple things I want to run by you just to get your opinion because in quarantine, my brain's starting to... Uh, I wouldn't say erode because my brain's already been eroding for years, but uh, my brain's going somewhere. So yeah, go ahead and go ahead and throw in uh, our very, 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 very generous sponsors for the evening, and uh, we'll get on with it. Okay. Well, I'm obviously not doing that right now. I'm. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll pre-record some shit. Oh, I thought you were gonna do it on the right on the fly. No. Well, that's what they wanted us to do. No, I'm gonna pre-record uh, something. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, you can you can mix that in. Yeah, well, uh, I'm trying to minimize my mixing after the last episode. I know, I know. So I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to move away from the microphone when I cough. So. But, but. <laughs> 
that's all I got for you, though. Besides that, we're punching in. All right. Um, so give me a little fluff on fucking Charlie before we add him, Brad. Um, Charlie and I, I've known Charlie since he was, I don't know, since we were very young. What are we chatting uh, with Charlie about? We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to, uh, so I sent him the, uh, the audio novella today, um, and he read it. He's got some notes. Um, I told him, he, he, we you, talked earlier. You definitely need a pop filter. You just went. Tss. Oh, okay. Um, well, I've got one on my mic. All right. Well, I'll just try to talk up. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm, no, I'm now, I'm sorry. Just after editing that last episode, everybody, hey, dude. Um, yeah, <laughs> I got to stop that, that way of thinking. But yeah, I guess bring Charlie on and let's get this fucking. Uh, yeah, he's got questions. He's got. Oh, he's got questions. Okay, yeah, get this motherfucker on here. Yeah, he's got a lot of questions. All right, I sent him the invite. All right, let's see if he can handle it better than Mike or Doug. All right. Yeah. Easy. That's easy to edit out. Yeah, you know, well, I got some questions we can go over between the two of us right now while we wait, since it seems like Charlie's having a hard time. Well, I couldn't tell. Okay, I've been pushing back the time on him for about an hour. Well, so I thought you said he just texted you, though, right? Yeah, he said. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know how long. But he'll be. He'll be right here. Don't okay. worry. Cool. Don't cool. Worry. Uh, so, how do you feel about the theory that? <clears throat> <laughs> That the government is controlling the weather. Um, I think it's sort of realistic. What? Yeah. So, so you think in 2013 that Obama used secret weapons to control the weather? No. I think that the government has certain ways to control the weather. I don't think that it's some like overarching thing that is any sort of grand scheme. What do you, like, how valid do you think that the statement is that we had floods in Texas 15 years ago, killed 30-something people in one night. Turned out it was the Air Force. Wait, what? 15 years ago, there were floods in Texas that killed 30 people in a single night, probably a hurricane. Uh, And turns out it was the Air Force. That's a theory. Okay, that's a theory. That's, like, that's, that's not a fucking like news, <laughs> New York Times. Like, turns out the Air Force pushed a fucking hurricane on Texas. Doesn't, doesn't seem like a New York Times headline. I could only imagine <laughs> if there was flooding to that capacity that it had to be a hurricane on the coast. But, uh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. I don't think it was like a shitty thunderstorm that blew through and killed 30 people in one night. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, well, I know that, like, cloud seeding is a thing. <laughs> Um, so I can only imagine that, uh, there's the possibility that they could have done that. Huh? Well, how do you feel about radioactive isotopes that manipulate the weather? Uh, even like, as far as like, (laughs) they create like steer groups of tornadoes. Well, I've not heard of anything about radioactive isotopes that are manipulating weather. Uh, I just, you know, these are just some thoughts I've been having here. And, uh, no, no, no. Tell me more. Uh, All right. So what, how do you feel about maybe that Hillary Clinton could possibly be running a child sex ring out of okay. a pizza place? Okay. In- okay. <laughs> <laughs> am, I bu- okay. am I busted? Yeah. All right. I, I'm not having this. I'm not having this. I mean, I will have this conversation, but I'm not going to get into like Pizzagate. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I. Okay. Yeah. For the for the record, I don't think that there is a uh, deep state. I don't think that. I, I think that there is probably a lot of backroom conversations on both sides of the aisle um, that control a lot of what happens. I don't think that... Let's keep a conspiracy theorist. Let's not get into politics because last time you were at my house, I told you I almost just went to bed because you and Evan were like a 
full on. I was, I'm going to it. Okay, cool. Um, I think that um, I think it's realistic to a degree to assume that um, that there's behind the scenes chatter going on. I believe all that. Well, okay, I, I look. Yeah, hold on. How we high, got him. How high is this guy? A little bit. <laughs> okay, one last one, real quick. Did we do it or we did we not? We did it. We we did it. We're doing it. Getting headphones on. Yeah, headphones on. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, Charlie. Hey, nice Charlie. to meet you. My name is Brandon. Uh, I was wondering. Was it he's from Austin? Do have we met? Nah, um, I'm I'm old dinosaur. I sit at the house, but yeah, I live in Austin. Um, Brad and I have played in a bunch of bands and toured together a bunch and shit. So. Oh, oh, yeah. He said you were in Prince, which I I thought was a cool band. Cool man, hell yeah. Um, we were just talking conspiracy theories. Oh, oh, let me see. Uh, I'm a big guy with that. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, How do you feel about? Uh, oh, can, can can I tell you something straight? Yeah, go for it. I want sent. I want sent a physical mail exchange with William Cooper before we died. That's a fact. <laughs> nice. You know, like how do you be, feel? Like, a pale, how do you feel about? Behold, yeah, behold, behold a pale horse. Yeah. Um, what about? How do you feel about the fact that Glenn Beck could be a CIA operative? I barely know who Glenn Beck is. He's a Fox um, News. He's a Fox News host. Or former Fox News host, actually. And he's like a Bill O'Reilly type figure. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll roll with that. Beck, I feel like Glenn isn't Glenn Beck more of a like he he used to be like a AM radio. Well, he's like he's a longtime opponent of the media and uh, in all its forms, really. Okay. Um, <laughs> Alex Jones is the one that brought up this theory that he is a CIA operative. Well, I'll say I'll say that I remember a time when Alex Jones was not viewed as such a negative, like it wasn't a right wing thing and everything. And he had the Builder DVD. He had the uh, uh, what's the other one? The Bohemian Grove DVD that would be passed out for free everywhere. But from from Jump One, from when I was still in high school, I I heard that Alex Jones was a misinformation agent. I, that was the first thing I ever heard about. First thing ever I ever heard about Alex Jones' misinformation agent. So even though I like his classic era, I still think like his, his like Bohemian Grove DVD. It's like him in the shrub, yeah, yeah, fil- filming Bohemian Grove. Bullshit, bullshit. So they, here's my thing with Alex Jones. I used to, I didn't really. I just always like what you said from the get go that I can first remember hearing about Alex Jones. I'm like, this dude's insane. Fuck this dude. But then I had this courier job where I just drove around Austin for a couple of years. Oh no. And I would listen to the, I would listen to the radio show though, like on the radio every day. And like, I would hear this shit and I'm like, but this is after it's like fully right wing, crazy fucking bullshit where I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was down for sure. Like to me, Alex Jones was not a radical figure at all. Like he was like, oh, a regular conspiratorial guy, just like me, just like any coast to coast listener, blah blah blah. Oh, coast to coast been- is amazing. I love that shit. That's a, that's way way far out more than uh, Alex Jones. I don't know actually, Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah think about think about what you just said. Yeah, that that might have been true ten years ago, and now reverse it. It's very different. Yeah, no, uh, agreed. Actually, agreed. Okay. Yeah. All right. While while I have the stage, um, uh, since this has to be edited, um, let's do a, a non-interrupting uh, thing on on all sides. So we'll just kind of a one, two, three, or whatever. But yeah. Wait. So are we going to talk about the podcast or the <laughs> the sci-fi erotica? The sci-fi erotica. Uh, the chapter that Brad sent you, right? He sent you a chapter. I did one through four all in a marathon row. Fuck Eight. yes, four. Yeah, I did one through four, and then four is what I have the most notes on by far. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my favorite. Four is crazy. Four is your favorite. Four is my favorite by a Chinese Mile. I loved it. 
I like three. Three was really good. That's I actually I heard three first, and then last night Brad sent me one, two, and four. And you know what? I might be riding with you on that four, and maybe because it's the freshest. It's the four newest. Wave, four wave is crazy. Four has so much like lore and also the voice. Oh my god. <laughs> that gal's timber, I could just I'm like that yes. Tell me all about this world. And I, I have, I think I, I think I have twelve points on on number four, and on the some of the other ones I have two two points, all right. bolded points. All right, do you want to? Uh, yeah, let's do. Uh, g- give me, give me some points. You want to hear some of them? Okay. Yeah. All right, number. <laughs> These are straight from the gut. These are unadulterated. Just right how I how I wrote. <laughs> Okay, okay. I would, there's no translate, there's no, this is exactly how it was written. <clears throat> One, okay, I would have liked to listen to these not all in a row. I dig the lore a lot. I was really digging the lore of four. I was like, I was loving that it was getting into some like lore-ish. I love that. I love world building lore. Exactly. Time. Yeah, episode four yeah. is a world build. Yeah, and so I was, that's what I'm looking for. And then number two, I say I love, and where it says love, there's asterisks around it. I love this voice, and I also like the music a lot. Oh. And then number number three, three says this is my favorite in sound and content. I guess that's the same thing as number two. And then number four says this one is more my shit. And number then, four is just great. I didn't realize how good number four oh yeah. was. No, number four was such a sweet relief for me. Number number five says Leiji Matsumoto. Do you all know who that is? Wait, wait. Um, oh, wait. You mean number five is your bullet point, not the chapter. Because I was like, I didn't get chapter oh, yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to get I'm, pissed off. I was like, Brad, what no, the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm, uh, no, I'm sorry. All of my bullet points so far are about number four as an episode. Oh, yeah. Copy that. Yeah, right, good to go. But number five bullet point about episode four is Leiji Matsumoto. Do you all know who that is? He, he To me, it was the first anime I ever saw. And he also was the guy that was in, you know, in the Daft Punk anime. Yeah, I know what like, you're talking about. That's the same guy. Oh, cool. And but the, you know, so but the first anime that I ever saw was Galaxy Express '99. It's one he did. It's about train tracks in space. It's like a beautiful thing. So I had that feeling. Which oh, send hot. that to me, by the way. I will. And it's so to me that's an endlessly positive aesthetic or feeling so when i felt that i was like oh that's really great i should write that down so i wrote leji matsumoto and then number six i said this is my favorite i guess i just want it not to be porn (laughs) thank you thank you charlie thank you fuck brad keeps calling it porn i'm like this is not porn don't make it porn i don't want it to be porn i'm with you and then i go and then i go i guess I, i just want it not to be porn and i say Hey, just earnest sci-fi is so cool with me. Not that porny, not that porny shit can't be earnest, but I connect way deeper with straight hard sci-fi like this. Which at two o'clock timestamp, two o o timestamp, it is still as such. But we shall see. So I'm like ready for a dick to come down. But I'm saying at present, (laughs) like that, it's it's gonna change. I was ready for the dick to come down, and I was scared because I was like, "It's so lore building and beautiful in this world thing," but I was ready for this part that was just going to be like, and then the veiny cock hit. (laughs) No, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that uh, I think that like chapter five is gonna. I think chapter five will probably. (laughs) I I don't know what chapter five is gonna do. No, I'm terrified of chapter five. All right, let's see my... <laughs> You're terrified of it? <laughs> I'm scared. Now I'm scared of it. But, all right, here's my other bullet point. Uh, number seven, I said again, because clearly we got back on some world building. I said lore in capital letters. I love this shit. Yeah. So I meant, meant it. And, and, then, and then number eight says, well, I'm going to read it straight. I'm not even going to like pre-read and then read. Here it says. It says neat, 
feels like this is becoming more serious. Some of the quote-unquote cock shit threw me off. Not prude style, just not as much my speed, but this is really neat. This makes it feel more official hard sci-fi, and I really dig it. (laughs) Respect. Cool. Yeah. I mean, see, see, this is why I really wonder if, like, the author of this story is going to be completely freaked out or... or Oh, yeah. Did some idiot like me even thinks about things? The only reason I write any of this down is because I uh, have no context about what's happening. So my secret suspicion is that, like, one of you is writing it. So the fact that this is actually not one of you is actually... I'm, I'm flattered that you would think that one of us would have, like the fucking depth to detail and just like the ability to write to that level. Cause I, every time I listen to it, cause here's the thing. So at first, uh, I thought Brad was writing this shit and he would just send me a record. Like, Hey, check this thing that I'm doing. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I heard three and I was like, man, that's like actually some pretty decent writing. And then, uh, we had our friend from Chicago listen to, uh, chapter three and review it and he came on and he was under the same impression that like brad had been writing this and that's where our friend mike and myself discovered that brad just found this entire story somewhere online and he's just reading it so i was like holy shit and then so i also discovered then i was i just assumed that brad had already read the entire story so he knew that where it's going since he's going to narrate it correct you know like that makes sense but no, yeah. Brad just dives in headfirst blindly and reads these fucking chapters of uh, sci-fi erotica. And that's when it really got me where I'm like, this is amazing that you're just. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still convinced it's one of y'all. And, it, and it's really that I said, I, <laughs> so we got a conspiracy theory on the sci-fi erotica. Yeah, wait. <laughs> yeah. Ask me if I'm into, into conspiracy theories. Yeah. So. Here's the here's the rest of my notes. Um, um, after the neat one, number nine is again music is great. On this one, I love the music a lot. Dude, I, I told you, Brad. I said the same thing. I was like, the keyboards in the center on point. No, by far the music on this one was my joint. All right. And then no, uh, so again, music is great. Says number nine. And then number 10, I wrote more decorum. I love that phrase. Cool, nuanced. And then, <laughs> and then, um, and then number 11 says, <laughs> is quote, I wrote down, I transcribed it. And because I wanted to know what it meant truly, because it, there's certain elements of this that would help me understand everything in general. Here's the quote of y'all's or, or of somebody's. Learn about the uh, aquilons, but above all, there is ambassadors of the human race. These fascinating <laughs> creatures were human in form, but inhabited a consciousness that had once been a coalescing jellyfish like creature. Oh, yeah. All right. What? So- that's, that, that's, that, that just seems like Lovecraft, but in reverse, like Benjamin Button Lovecraft. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, Brad, what do you think about that? You're the one that's, like, fucking throwing this shit out to the world. So how do you feel about that comparison? It it, it, it seems Benjamin Button Lovecraft to me. No, right? yeah. I can see that. What do you think, Brad? Um, hold on. Let me think. Um, <laughs> I think that, um, well, I don't see the, I don't see the Benjamin. Uh, well, it, well, here's what I'll say about the Benjamin thing was the fact that it says, "Well, this is what," I, and I and all my questions up here that are all about the difference between humans and aquilons. But but above all, to serve as ambassadors of the human race, these fascinating creatures who are human in form but inhabit a consciousness that had once been a coalescing yeah. jellyfish. Like, well, I guess that's evolution, so it's opposite of Benjamin Button. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, it's a. It's a yeah. It's the exact opposite. Yeah. It's the opposite. Now that I see that, I now I see what you're saying. Uh, uh, these they're evolving. It's definitely Lovecraftian. Um, I think that there's like a Lovecraft element to to what's going on. I'm gonna spin this person's wheels out. They're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" There's a whole podcast about my shit. 
Or is already until this person is gonna lose their fucking mind well, that when was, they find out. That was your idea, Brad, right? Like uh, eventually just send everything to this dude who's writing or whoever it is writing this shit and uh That's so good. Or at least I mean, uh, it, the audio recordings of the chapters you were gonna send, but you should send the whole thing. It was my idea, but it wasn't the idea behind this uh, re- recording this person's No, stuff. no, I just mean like from our last episode, like when you were talking to Mike and you're, or it might have been the episode before yeah. and you're telling Mike, you're like, you know, actually it's part of my idea is to record all this shit and then find the weird fucking perv that wrote all this shit on port yeah, yeah, yeah. wherever you found it and then send it to him because it's like, there is some super heavy sexual fucking Right, I mean, and, and like I, I, I should have reserved judgment until I read the entire thing before calling someone a fucking perv. Yeah, and, you don't know that he's like some perv. He's probably like some some fan of the genre. Fan of the genre. No, fuck I that. Don't, I don't know that, that it's he. It could be she. It could be they. It could be anything. Of course, I know, but like also, it's just like could just be a super the fan. The only good music is made by freaks. The only good anything is made by freaks. I'll it's back. Only, I'll, ba- I'll back that. Way. I'll back that statement. A hundred percent. It's the only way it goes. If, if, I knew if, this. I knew this would be a little, a little peanut butter and jelly sandwich right here. I'd love this combination. <laughs> uh, two of my favorite people. All right. All right. Next question. Yes, it's Lovecraftian. No, it is not Benjamin Button. Reread. Oh, wait. Wait, wait. Wait. We. I was completely corrected about Benjamin Button. But then, okay, let me finish. No, that that might have been my last. Oh, oh, oh! No, I have one more note that says, "Dig this liaison shit, lore style." <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, like that. It's like the, there's like this shit full of alien creatures. Oh, that's oh, oh okay. one, one, okay. one more, one more thing. I didn't, one more thing. Okay. One more thing. I didn't say, and I meant, but I, but I felt it was when you were talking about the spaceship or whoever's talking about the spaceship. It felt like the carnival ride where you get blown to the side. Oh, the the gravitron. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I used to love the fucking gravitron when I was a kid. Yeah, that the one that just like where the air pressure just like slams you to the cushion and you like you sit there and like look at your friend with your cheeks blowing back and you're like. Ah! <laughs> You're like one false move and I could die, but I paid a dollar twenty five for this. Exactly, and I'm, gonna eat, and I'm gonna eat some dry ramen afterwards. And- <laughs> so when I first moved to Marfa, um, I didn't know anybody, and uh, Carnival came into town like two or three weeks after I got there, and uh, so I was like, "Oh fuck it!" Like, and I guess I'm. Just gonna go to the carnival by myself, um, and I went by myself, and they had a gravitron, and I was like, "Fucking hey, the gravitron!" And I yeah. wrote, I wrote it like four times by myself, just which is the weirdest thing to do. Like, going no, it to great, you got to go on an empty stomach though. It, it's really weird, and then and so then I. Um, then I, a, a friend I was starting to make, who's currently a friend of mine, um, uh, I uh, ran into him at the bar, and I was like, hey, do you want to go to the carnival together tomorrow? Because, like, I don't have any friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he was like, yeah. And so it was just me and my friend Mike on the Gravitron together, like, smiling at each other. <laughs> and it was great. It was like, it was like... Oh. A- are you talking about Mike, Mike? Like, uh, I met Mike, right? Mikey? Mike, like the very handsome Mike? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, That'd be the one. Yeah, yeah. I, Mike was cool. I, I really like the because I don't have any friends part. I think that's so sweet. I think that is a nice part. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know anybody. It's a strange thing to like walk into. No, I no, I think that's sweet. Imagine I, I, walking into a small town in Texas. Wow. Like, All right, Let, hey, we'll record this for the podcast. And I already talked about it today in a text message. But the day before my first day of public high school, Brad, is this crazy to talk about, Brad? No, no, go for it. Uh, Brad 
Oh, this is when you, when you guys were kids, or when you guys well, were he, at high school together in Houston. Yeah, we didn't. Well, he he was it was his first day before his first day in high school, and yeah, it, exactly. And, and Brad dropped and Brad dropped it, which was unfortunate for me. Made me upset. Less friends. Uh, blah, 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 but, uh, but, but the day before my first day at Lamar High School, Brad calls me, I'm in my grandmother's house, and sings a song called Charlie's Song by <laughs> Rosa, and, I mean, I could die even talking about it, it was just, uh, obviously the sweetest thing in the world, I'll die, but uh, Rosa Charlie song to me, grandma's like landline ass phone, like borderline rotary cell, and just thinking like, okay, I think I can get through high school. I guess. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Look at you, Brad. You're fucking. Why don't you ever do that kind of shit for me? Fuck you. We were young. You have to do. Be sweet and do things that matter. And no, absolutely, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, that's amazing. And I'm like ten years older than Brad, and probably you. But say. but, but then, you, then you just kind of age out and only care about yourself and do nothing. You're, or you just become jaded on everything, and you're like, yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. That's where I, I'm kind of there, but like I'm kind of like starting to over the last ten years, I've kind of been there, like super jaded and just like, oh, whatever, fuck, 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 I'll just do my own thing. But here in the last few years, I've kind of started, I've hit an age where I'm like, oh, well, I can appreciate things that when I was younger, I didn't really give a fuck about because I just thought it was stupid because it wasn't what I liked. But now I'm coming full circle to where I'm like, oh, uh, I actually appreciate all these fucking weird-ass things that before I was aware of but I didn't really grasp on to or like try to follow. So I feel like with age, my mind opens a little more and I do consider more of like, there's a curve to it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You, you start out empathetic and then you move up to a lack of empathy and then you, you, you go back to empathy. But let, let me, let, I'll make, I'll make one comment right now that, for me, I've had certain uh, threads in my life running all throughout, no matter what. <laughs> and, like, not, 90s emo is one of them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that, where that fits in with this. Oh, it made perfect sense to me. Oh, I didn't catch it. 90s emo? Hey, you got you guys go on for a minute. I'm gonna go get my weed pen real quick. So you guys just keep it rolling. And I'll be right back. See, that's more my speed. Let's hit the weed pen. What? Brad's not. Brad can't hit the weed pen because Brad hit the weed pen last night and some shit kind of went south. But uh, that's, I've been hearing stories and tale and talk. <laughs> no, no weed pen tonight. Well, mine's in my bedroom. I gotta go roll and get it. But you guys fucking sit tight. This is a great conversation. Wait. Be, yeah, I'll be back in like less than sixty seconds. But can we talk about the actual packaging for the first edition of the diaper demo? Um, the three inch. That was the one that was yeah, the tiny little square. Tiny square. That's one of the most beautiful editions of a record. Ooh, hey, let me show you some shit while we're hanging out. Yeah. Also, like you can thank Stuart for that. No, absolutely nothing to do with me. Right. Oh yeah, they rocked it visual wise, didn't they? Look at this. This is a picture of towns that Butch Hancock took. How cool is this picture? Oh, you got Butch Hancock shit. Oh, I have all Butch, but this is a picture Dude, of look town. at towns. It, but this is a towns by Butch picture. Butch, oh. Butch, Butch took it, but it's towns. Dude, and that's just hanging out in your closet. What are we looking at yeah. here? What's up? A uh, picture of Towns Van Zandt uh, taken by Butch Hancock. Oh, cool. Fuck yeah. I know. That's incredible. Uh, where'd you get so, that? And then we have we have things like we have things like this. Brooke. Brooke. 
Brooks Brothers. Brooks Brothers. And then... Uh, <laughs> I thought I'll flip You're killing me. <laughs> yeah. Um, really, you if have, you have, man, how, how are you getting on this, this butch shit? Butch shit? The butch stuff. Say one more time. Never mind. No, no, the what? The what stuff? He's. I, th- I think he said something about a book. Butch. Butch. Oh, 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 oh. What I I do have every Butch Hancock record, but um, I don't know. My friend Judd knows him a little better. I mean, I don't. I've only met him a couple times. The one time I met him was really fun. It was like um, I was getting. It was him and Jimmy Dale Gilmore, and they were playing at Thread Gills in Austin, down south. And I was going with my friend Lucas, and we were going to go record something. And so I was like the last guy there, like basically my life story, like kid on the stoop, just like. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, and then it's just basically me. And Butch and Jimmy and their two gals, and I was like, "Wait, fuck this!" I was like, "Let's take a picture for sure." sure, sure. And uh, and they were like, "Who do you want to look?" And I was like, "Me and Butch and Jimmy." So we have a couple pictures pictures of it, and uh, it's and so, anyways, I sent it to a group chat. Me, Royce, all the boys, Royce was like, oh my god, it looks like Harry Potter got kidnapped by evil wizards. <laughs> You're Harry Potter, right? I'm Harry Potter. I can, tell by Jimmy, the gla- I can tell by the glasses. Yeah, and Jimmy Dale Gilmore and Butch Hancock are the evil Snape wizards or whatever. <laughs> Dude, I just, I just never laughed so hard and like I take music really seriously, so, I mean, sometimes I act this cavalierly, like, talking about music, and people get really offended, and I'm like, no, wait, I shit on my favorite stuff. Like, my friend Royce calls my favorite music Wizard Snatchers and shit. Wizard Snatchers? Wizard Snatching Music. Oh, nice. Like, I I don't get, you know, I don't get offended by that. I I see why that's funny. No, I'm with you. Music is a big part of my existence or life. Um, hey, uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take five. No, take three. You can't go smoke, Brad. You're going to smoke, aren't you? No, I'm not going. Five. I meant five, like like one minute. Oh, and like a, like a, a Hollywood five. Yeah, Hollywood. Five. Dude, an actual five is crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not taking that's why I was like, five. no, you can't go smoke a cigarette. I can't go smoke a cigarette. You can't Dude, fucking smoke a cigarette. And- in actual five is like yeah maybe we should all just do our own things. Right? Yeah, it's like okay. it's like maybe we'll just pause this and everyone like reconvenes like here in five minutes. Yeah. It's like <laughs> a real five is like why don't you just go to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real five is the first part of the movie that I watched before I pass out. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm gonna take thirty seconds. I'll be right back. All right. Well, hopefully, no books move. So. I, 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 I don't know what's recording and what's not, but I'll say this. I have a list of movies that I have a list of movies on my notes on my computer mm-hmm. where it's like, if you're drunk and you're about to argue with yourself until you fall asleep about what movie to watch, instead watch one of these movies. Give it. Let's Who's hear it. Let's you? hear it. I need it. I need that because that's me every night. I'm just like, oh. Do you want my? Do you want my list of the movies that yeah. I'll do it? Absolutely. No, because I do what you explained like every night. Wait, wait. Are we are we recording still right now? Oh, absolutely. Yes. All right, but not video, just audio. We're just recording the audio. No, yeah, I'm not. I don't, I don't even see my pretty face. But I would say he here's the movies that I will go. Every time, and I'm just gonna start listening, and it's gonna be kind of freeform. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hear the movies. It goes like this. It goes: Near Dark, Hope Floats, Out of the Blue, What Wedding Crashers, <laughs> Southern Com- Su- Southern Comfort, 
Southern Comfort, Brewster McLeod. It goes streetwise. It goes. Uh, I guess you gotta. Uh, Wait, what? Let's talk. What? How did Wedding Crashers make that last list? Well, you know, I've seen Wedding Crashers, a, and I know well, Hope floats because okay. you pulled the soundtrack out of your closet. Here's, here's what I'll say about. Here's what I'll say about uh, about Owen Wilson. Can I tell you the three movies that he co-wrote? Are you ready for this? Yeah, you yeah. ready for this? All right. All right, uh, three West, three West Anderson films called Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, and Tenenbaum. I've, seen, uh, I've seen all three. The best. And those were all co-written by Owen, and they were the only movies Owen has ever written. And th- those are the only three movies he's ever written. So clearly, he is the secret juice to Anderson, who I also deeply respect. But So you think Owen Wilson is Wes Anderson's secret juice? Well, no, I I'm down with all Wes Anderson, so I don't want to seem like a hater for a second because that's not my feeling. But I will. They like went to high school together, didn't they? And do you know? Can I tell you all something crazy? Wait, Brad, listen to me. Yeah. This is crazy. All right, this is what I learned that recently. I'm glad this is being podcast recorded because this is crazy. And this is a <laughs> also I think I could save like a council person. I could. All right, here's 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 what I have to. Say. Brad, do you know who Westheimer is? No. The dude Westheimer? Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I, I, had, I totally because I I had to look it up the other day. I'm talking not the other day, like a, a year ago, a week ago. You know, like two weeks ago, I finally looked up who Michelle something Westheimer is. I never would have thought to look up. Dude, can, can can I tell you the deal? Here's a yeah. It sounds it sounds like a joke. Real. Oh, I hope we should we should pull up his name. Something Michelle Westmore, but he died the land that is not just Lamar but also St. Thomas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he established the first public school in Texas. And he's a Jewish he's a Jewish guy. He's a Jewish pioneer in Texas in the 1800s okay. who established the first free public school in all of Texas. And the entire street is named Westheimer because he donated the land because oh. he was such a G. And so, but here's what they did. They named it Mirabu B. Lamar, who is, who advocated for the total genocide of the Native American population. And not only did they name it after Mirabu B. Lamar, while it's on Westheimer, the street is called Westheimer. They name it after the Sam Houston's basically like asshole friend <laughs> who advocated for total genocide of Native American people. I was gonna and, make a sarcastic remark. Like, Man, a lot of people hate Sam Houston. Um, and oh, no, and, I, no, 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 Sammy's good though. No, Sammy's good. But the sick part is that we named our uh, mascot the Redskins, so that adds a level of irony. I'm still like processing uh, yeah, right yeah. now. But so why? But check it out. Why don't you call it Mr. Westheimer's Road? He's a Jewish Texas pioneer who donated land to become the first school in Texas. Why don't you name it after that guy? Don't name it after. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it came around. Fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah. No, um, that's a good point. I. uh... I that's how I feel. I want to. I want to approach a council person and just be like, "Listen, I have an idea. We can solve it all." Because even when Brad, my pal over here, and I went there, we were called the Redskins, and they were trying to get a, away from it, but they couldn't all the way, and so they had changed their. Are they drill. still? No, they changed the Texans, which is the worst name of all time, obviously. Wait, yeah. this is why like, I the, the Texans is why I don't. Or took I took like twenty years off from football. If we're gonna start talking about the Texans, I'm gonna have to either like <clears throat> just do a full spiel or just or no, just no, 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 we should break because I'm sure Brandon doesn't care to hear us talk about <laughs> the Texans. 
The Oilers Texans is exactly why it took me until uh, a few years ago to start caring about football again. What's happening right now with the Texans is one of the craziest things that's ever happened in America or the world. And were you guys alive when it was the Oilers? Of course. I so I yeah yeah I, yeah. So, so I, don't, Oilers, I don't know how long ago that was, but I remember the I remember the Oilers. So, it was here, 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 here's the years. Oilers were till '97, and then from '92 was full blank. And so, what do you mean dad, full blank? Like full blank as in like we had no professional football team in Texas. So yeah, I, so I became a Saints fan, especially because the year after we lost the Oilers, the Saints drafted Ricky Williams as their first pick, and Ricky Williams is my favorite athlete up there with Hakeem. Do you like the Cowboys? I hate the Cowboys. I knew it. Why. You're from Houston, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to hate the Cowboys. I just, I know. I like the Cowboys. I know the rules, dude. I already I also, know the rules. I also love, I love Charlie. Thank you for up there with Hakeem. Because a lot Hakeem, of He played during Ramadan. He played during Ramadan. And the best thing that, if you ever want to watch a great YouTube video about basketball, there's a, a video on YouTube where it's it's a, basically an ad about Ramadan, but it's Hakeem. I mean, he really – I mean, he's not eating while he's pl- in the playoffs. These are in the playoffs during yeah. the championship runs. This what year What year shit. did the Rockets win? Um, I, I remember we the were, 90s, the Rockets were kind of hot. Multiple years. Three-peat. It was 94, 95, and 95, 96. Oh, there's a three-peat for the Rockets? No. It was, it was two-peat. Two-peat. Because I remember the Bulls had a three-peat. No, this is two-peat. We're going for three-peat, but it was two-peat. This is a two-peat two that, and if, if people are being judgmental, they would say these are the two years that Michael Jordan wasn't playing because he was playing baseball. Boom. But I, that's what I would have said. <laughs> but I'm not hating. Go see, ahead. No, this is, called a, this, is called a, this is called a preemptive strike because I have full arsenal on deck. I can literally shatter that thought in – I mean, I can just – I could dissect it, but uh, 94, 95, 95, so the years that we won, first year was without Clyde, second year was with Clyde, but if you ever look at MJ and you ever see, see, Drexler was only with us on our second championship, not our first. Yeah, then he went to Portland, right? He went to Portland from Houston? He, you know, he was a trailblazer first. Oh, so he was after trailblazer came to Houston. Yeah, yeah, actually he was more of a vet when he came to us. Tight. But... But but what's interesting, interesting things, first of all, Hakeem, very interesting. Second of all, well, I lost it about the other part. That's fine. <laughs> you me fill the bag, buddy. Mm. Well, hey, we're, we're, we just hit the mark where uh, uh, okay. we're, we're, we're at the spot. Yeah. I, I have to edit all this shit. Oh, so wait, I, wait, 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 I try to wait, keep wait, it at a hard wait, hour. So wait, oh, we'll give wait, you five wait, minutes, wait. five minutes. One second. I got it. You I got, got five? it back one second. Nice. I got it back one second. Literally, I got it. And I have to connect to the computer. But it, the actual thing is that the team, Ramadan, and if you you can watch it, matched up on YouTube with him. And it's here's a few things to say about it. It's Hakeem Olajuwon. If you listen on YouTube, it's like Hakeem dominates Robinson. Something like that. Oh, I forgot about David Robinson. He's a fucking right. Yeah. So I mean, how, how was how was San Antonio then? Because like, everyone's all about the Spurs here in Austin. Oh yeah. All my all my friends here are like fucking Spurs. They go to San Antonio. They go to games constantly. Obviously, Brad and I, which is who I'm pointing to right now, I mean, it's or, or or die. But I have a lot of Spurs friends who I love. And I, but and how I, do you feel about the Spurs, though? I mean, the same thing with the football. Like, you have to hate the Cowboys. No, but how do you feel about the Spurs? No, no, no. No, no, no. Cowboys is like, shoot them in the head, Columbine. And Spurs, <laughs> and Spurs is more like, slap them on the ass. That's my boy. Like, <laughs> now, I kind of feel like I would be... I'm not really into sports. Um, but if I was, I really... That's kind of... Just somehow naturally, my brain goes to like, yeah, I don't think I'd like the Cowboys, and I think I'd be okay with the Spurs. Right, so you said the Cowboys is 
Columbine. Columbine shot to the head. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I fucking hate the Cowboys. I fucking hate the Cowboys. And Spurs is more like, I, I respect your competition level. Like, we're just like, we show up to the court. And, and, and they've, got some, they've got some rings on their fingers, too. So it's like... Yeah, can't can't talk shit to them yeah. because they have an incredible establishment. But here's what I was going to say: is this is the thing I was going to say that I forgot, and then I remembered, and this is what's important. Yeah, you said David and, Robinson. And you, sorry, and you watch it. You watch it on YouTube, and it's a combined video of Hakeem talking about Ramadan because he really was fasting while he was in the playoff in, in the in the championships, and he was fasting, and then. And then he gets uh Dave, David Robinson gets awarded Defensive Player of the Year award before they go in to play like Game Five or Game Six, decisive game. And so Lajuan just fucking brings it or what, dude? Sam Cassell says it was the only time that he ever heard Lajuan talk shit in his whole career. <laughs> he goes his whole career, and they awarded it right before the game. And the DPOI, defensive player, defensive player of the year, and they gave it to David Robinson. And Cassell said that. Elijah and they're both Wong centers, a, right? Elajuan's a center, or is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a center, classic yeah. center. Yeah, and David David Robinson also a center, and uh, also a center. I always and, thought Elajuan was like kind of like center forward kind of. There was some player Elijah, like that. Elajuan is like basically set the exact like template for what people do now, like Anthony Davis, someone that can, you know, like a center has to shoot threes now. I mean, exactly. That, yeah. OG. Yeah. That's he's what I mean. The OG of it. Center slash forward. So he's got, yeah. he's got some range, but he can also play the box. Like he's good. But he, uh, he really, um, so DPOI awarded to David Robinson right before the game. Sam Cassell says it's the only time he ever heard him talk shit. And he was like, that was mine. He's like, that was my award. And he shuts David Robinson down to like, I swear to God, it's under 10 points. It's like single digit points. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's just hitting everything David Robinson throws up. He's just swatting it like a fly swatter. It's ugly and it's almost sad. And then... That's amazing. And, but he, here's what's beautiful. And this is why I'm, you know, I'm not a total shithead. Is because it, uh, there's the end game press conference. You can watch this all on YouTube, whatever. The David Robinson, he goes like this. He goes like this. I can do it. He goes. Because honestly, I thought defensively, I I played him as well as, well as I could. <laughs> and, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> he, he was like, I he goes honestly. I I think defensively, I played him as well as I could have. And you're like. Yeah, I mean, you got murdered, but that <laughs> dude, Olajuwon was on a tear, and it's cool. You think about Olajuwon, you think about him like this African guy, like, oh, he doesn't know what's going on. If you watch when he came to U of H in the five slam Ujama era, he was basically like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Dude, he was basically like an insane Nigerian boss. Like he, yeah, had, yeah. he had sick aviators. Like he was a G. Like he was like people think like oh foreign African guy comes over. No, like he knew what he, the fuck was up. He's like yeah, dude. He literally he has perfect aviators on, looking so flat. You're like I don't want. I don't feel cool anymore. And I <laughs> All right, uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna close this up then. Yeah, Charlie, That's thanks, perfect. man. You you're great. Y'all were great. I love yeah. you, Brad. It Charlie, was I love you. I love you for everybody. It was I a pleasure. You. It was a pleasure to meet you as well, my new friend. And yeah, I'm yeah. glad we get. I'm glad we get in this on a Rockets note. Uh, yeah. Back to back championships, no problem. <laughs> Dying, dying for a die discography. We'll make sure. Uh, we'll make sure. Uh, Brad gets you the link when this shows up. So uh, I, you can listen I to the other shows too. It's they're all they're all kind of ridiculous right now though. But uh, cool. Yeah, you, that was rad as fuck. Thank you. All right, I had a great time, y'all. Night, night. All right, night, night, buddy. Peace, sweet dreams, buds. Text me. I really will. All right. Uh, all right. Bye.
Okay. All right. I didn't know. I didn't know how to do that. I'm glad you figured that out. How you take one person off the call? Yeah, uh, you just wait till they get off. Oh, so you didn't do anything. <laughs> that guy's a character. He's funny. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Why didn't you never introduce me to that guy when you lived here? Uh, he didn't live here. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, your internet's starting to sound like Transformers or something weird right now. Like, wow, 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 Like every time we talk. So let's just go ahead and wrap it because that's like over an hour. That's good. Um, yeah, it was great. And this is the end of the episode. That was Brad's friend Charlie from Houston. Um,. Yeah, good times. Good talks, good times, and classic oldies over here with the Idiot Me podcast, episode five in the books. Motherfucker. How do you feel, Brad? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, I'll talk to you after this. All right. Later.